0: Your host and the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes. And yes, welcome to the Consumer Quarterback Show, helping you win in any marketplace credit card
1: debt through the roof record numbers there uh, we're going to talk about the stock market we've got our financial analyst and financial expert mark hay in studio 21st century financial coming up here in just a moment uh, we're going to talk about tax brackets uh, historical tax brackets as well as the uh, social security administration and before we do we'd like to feature our real estate listings i also want to shout out to uh, replenish iv solutions i just left the uh, office on Gandhi location um, say hello to Stephen and lisa Gunnan over at replenish iv solutions and if you want feel hydrated and replenished uh, reach out check them out online replenishivsolutions.com and what it is it's a safe and effective way to boost your body's immunity and i go at least once a month i had the vitamin infusion drip directly into my bloodstream feel great and i leave there feeling uh, replenished and hydrated knowing that my body is getting all these great nutrients throughout the system replenishivsolutions.com Make sure you check them out online. Let them know the real estate quarterback sent you. All right, we've got a hot listing here in Riverview, 6361 US Highway 301 South in Riverview. And as you know, uh, my wife Lindsay and I own a top 100 ranked uh, real estate team here at Keller Williams Realty uh, in Tampa Bay. We actually rank in the top 100. We did $2.1 billion in sales last year uh, out of our three offices. That's with the entire Ubaldini Group. But 6361 US Highway 301 South in Riverview, this is a great opportunity. Commercial, commercial opportunity. Got a building, got a corner lot. uh, You've got the highway cutouts there. You're on a corner and you have office space as well as a place in the back with flex space where you can have uh, like a mechanics office, maybe a tent shop. Uh, 6361 US Highway 301 South in Riverview, $1.7 million listing of ours, commercial property listing. You can find it on LoopNet, of course, on MLS as well. And we got a residential listing here at 2803 Safe Harbor Drive in Tampa. One of our million dollar listings here in Tampa Bay, gated community. Corner lot location with a pool, hot tub, granite countertop, spiral staircase, private elevator. Now just reduced down to 975. Great opportunity here in Tampa Bay to buy real estate. You can see all of our listings at platinummvpteam.kw.com.
0: This is God's country
1: all right mark hayes in the house welcome back sir thank you thanks for having me i appreciate it my pleasure absolutely uh let's jump right into it we got a stock market update for us and uh you know s- tax brackets are uh you know going to be changing a lot of a lot of uncertainty out there too i was listening to one of my other uh podcasts i kind of get information from and gain perspective from and they were talking about in europe there's going
2: to be a 18 percent inflation come middle of the next year well, it's funny you say inflation. Um, right now, 40% of all the money circulating in America right this second has been printed in less than 12 months. Wow. So if we're at 9.6 right now, it, it needs to catch up. You know, So that being 18% sounds very realistic. If you wow. think about 40% of all money has been printed just this year. Yeah, you it's know? unbelievable. So I think that we're in the beginning of inflation. I know that uh, feds are going to try to hike up rates again next month and maybe ease off and see if it works but you can't print that much money and not see that effect yeah one i mean one good thing i was reading this
1: morning is instead of going to 75 basis points uh they're going to go to 0.50 is at least what i was uh reading through one of the sources but you know so at least that kind of slows that down a little bit because i think you know th- there's a lot of ways to look at this i mean it's a very complex thing the the u.s economy the the international climate but i think the way that real estate and mortgage and title and then you get into like the home depots and the lows and the, the home, uh, you know, when when the real estate market is such a driver of an economy. And yes, I get it. You have to slow things down. You have to stave off inflation. You have to do that. Pull those levers to a certain extent. But I, I'm kind of fearful that if we start attacking the, the one thing that's kind of pulling us through right now, which is real estate uh, sales, commercial vacant land, properties, residential homes, people buying, selling, moving around then we're going to cause ourselves more trouble.
2: Yeah, and we talked about that. I think that real estate actually has kept things afloat. You know, with the market being down the first two quarters and then bond market being down double digits, really the only thing that's been afloat is the real estate market. I think it's been uh, keeping things uh, a little bit more status quo when it comes to the market. But as soon as that changes, you're going to start seeing, you know, people, the water goes out and you see who's swimming naked, basically is what people say. And when it comes to stock market, etc., but I think the real estate market's been helping, especially here in Florida. Right. You know, Florida has been just killing it as far as real estate because everybody's moving here. No state income taxes. Something yep. to do with it. And Ron DeSantis is something to do with it. He's probably the best realtor in Florida. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the real estate market's been helping.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It sure is. And and uh, you know, Mark, when we when we talk about it. The, the the you know the old joke death and taxes right so i think a lot of your planning when it comes to financial on the financial advice side is should be structured around taxation and what your brackets are and how you can defer that uh, let's talk a little bit about you know the slides for tax buckets maybe we'll yeah that so I,
2: I i put the first thing up here and all i did was put different buckets of money and these are different ways you can put money but we'd look at it as how things are taxed so the one on the left is uh taxed currently that's your cds your bank accounts maybe some uh profits from some mutual funds or stocks, but you get a 1099 every year for those interests and gains and and you pay taxes on that. Then in the middle buckets, you're taxed later. And that's majority of the people have 401ks or IRAs or simple IRAs and set IRAs or pensions. And, and all that money is going to be taxed later. And you're in a partnership, a business partnership with the IRS and government, and they tell you how much they're going to take of your profits at a later date. And that changes every single year. Yeah. You know, so it's not really a good business partnership um moving forward because you know taxes are a tax rate are pretty low and we'll go to that next and then the last one to the to the right is tax never and we say tax never we mean no state income tax no federal tax no provisional tax no ordinary tax because uh uh, people think that because you have a tax-free muni bond that's tax-free it's tax-free but it counts as provisional meaning it counts against your social security and you got to pay tax on social security so Really, two true investments is going to be your LERP, the Life Insurance Retirement Plan, and then Roth, 401k, IRA, when it comes to tax-free. So that, you know, just to show people different buckets of money and where that all falls. Now, the next slide we showed was the taxes, and we go all the way back from 1913 till today, and you can see coming out of World War II in the 40s, taxes got as high as 94%. So people were paying 94% tax bracket. Right now, Bill Gates is paying 37%. So put that in perspective. If Bill Gates had to pay 94%, it would change a lot in this economy, wow. you know, jobs and business, etc. And then you could see it got into the 90s. And then in the 70s, it's very easy to remember, all the way through the 70s, it was 70%. And mm-hmm. then it went down, down, down. And here we are today, an historically low tax bracket. And we think that this is probably going to be one of the lowest tax brackets we're going to be in in our lifetime. Um, just because of the way that uh, our, our debt and our unfunded liabilities are completely out of control. And when I say our debt, right now we're at $30 trillion, if not a little bit more in our debt. Once that number gets to $53 trillion, all the money that we're bringing in, all the revenue we bring in, only goes to the interest. Right. There's no more Social Security. There's no Medicare, Medicaid. There's no pensions that are going to be funded by the government. That's the magic number. And we're cruising towards $53 trillion right now. Yeah. You know, it's crazy to think Bill Clinton in 1998 got up there and spoke to the country and said, "Okay, congratulations. I have great news. We are now debt free, have zero debt. Hmm. That was 20, 24 years ago. And here we are at 30 trillion. You know, the magic number is 53 and we can't pay anything else out of the interest. Wow. Now, David Walker, who was um, the comptroller for Bill Clinton and Bush, which means he's in charge of budgeting you know, uh, of the United States. Here's what's coming in. Here's what's going out. Here's unfunded liabilities. And he went in front of Congress and said that tax brackets have to double mm-hmm. just to maintain what, we, what we're currently doing and, and, and unfunded liabilities like the pension, social Security, Medicare program. So that being said, we always try to get people into a 0% tax bracket in retirement because 0 times 2 is still 0. You know? But right now the, the second place is 10%. All right, so if you go up to the next tax bracket, you're at 10%. Now, in Florida, we don't have any state income tax. Okay, so we're at 10%. But if you look at other states, on average, you're looking at 6% state tax. So 10% federal plus 6% of state, okay? And if David Walker's right and and the taxes do double, you go from 16 to 32, Hmm. okay? You can be at zero or all the way to 32 in retirement. And that's the difference between running out of money. Yeah. In retirement, unfortunately, now we're in Florida, so ten percent doubles. Now you're at twenty percent still. From zero to twenty, if someone took away twenty percent of your net worth or your money, that's a lot of money.
1: Yeah, it's a big chunk,
2: big chunk. So we show people this, and, and we tell them that hey, you know, if you're going to start moving money from your tax deferred uh bucket, like IRAs, four hundred one ks, and you're going to do a Roth conversion, you got till one one two thousand twenty six, and we know automatically the taxes go up at that time. Yeah. Okay. We think it's probably going to go sooner, and we just saw the Inflation Reduction Act um, come out, and we know that taxes are going up there. Um, but that that's our timeline right now to start shifting that money into a tax-free vehicle. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's important. If you just joined us, we're talking with Mark
1: Hayes, a financial expert here in Tampa Bay, 21st Century Financial. He can sit down with you, your company, uh, your your organization, and put up a plan for, uh, put together a plan for you and how to you know legally avoid paying the most amount of taxes, pay the least amount of taxes you can. And uh, Mark Hayes, 21st Century Financial, here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. I want to play a quick clip as well. I want to get a, a little clip here from uh, one of my favorites. I like uh, Peter Navarro here. Stock markets go up for good reasons when there's an expectation of a future stream of earnings, robust growth in a non-inflationary environment. We love when the stock market goes up like that. That hasn't been happening since Biden took over. The only reason the stock market's going up is there's this battle between stocks and bonds and asset allocation. And every time there's speculation the Fed won't raise interest rates, up goes the stock market. It's just pure friggin' poison. And meanwhile... All the wreckage of the international economy is accumulating, as well as here on domestic shores, Steve. And finally, people are like looking around and going, wow, this is (laughs) this is not good.
0: And push becoming a shove, brother, right now.
1: And look what happened too. you know, this money comes out and it's supposedly going to renewables and, and, uh, you know, electric cars. And then Ford lays off all these millions of people. Yeah. And, And so what's your what's your reaction
0: to that?
2: Well, I think that he's correct. The um, markets being manipulated. Um, I saw a thing this morning. The Amazon's paying their employees five thousand dollars to quit. Really? You know, so that's their way of kind of okay. You know, we're gonna let people go, uh, wow. and and here's five thousand dollars. You know, to get, you know to to beat it because um, they they got they got Biden's uh, Inflation Reduction Act, and they see what they gotta pay. In taxes, and so they're making changes immediately. Same with Ford; these big companies are not just going to pay twenty some percent more overnight and expect no changes to happen. You know, so they have to lay off due to taxes as well. Oh, a hundred percent. It's no different in in my business. Um, if if I have to pay fifty percent tax bracket of, compared to twenty five, yeah. Well, then I got to make changes in my business. You yep. know, whether it's overhead or employees or pay or something. So, they're just on a big, uh, grand scale. You know unfortunately, with the market going up, our, our government leaders have not done a good job fiscally of um, taking advantage of that. Mm-hmm. You know, so the next thing I was going to talk about is the Social Security real fast. And, and I had a slide for you guys to do that as well. But and the reason I talk about it is the market went up, up, up since mm-hmm. 2009. Right. OK. And everything was good. But here's Social Security. It was introduced in 1935 and then 42 workers to one person on Social Security. Okay. Okay. Today it's three to one. Wow. So three workers to one. It's shortly gonna be two to one because Bay Boomers are retiring at ten thousand a day. And then uh, you were you were taking the earliest withdrawal was sixty five and today it's sixty two, and your life expectancy back then was sixty two. Mm. So you weren't even supposed to get to social security when wow. it was invented. No way. Okay. Well here we are today, you can take social security at sixty two, you're living on it for thirty some years, life expectancy is eighty seven, we have three to one workers. And we don't have enough money to keep this solvent. Yeah. Which again was why we tell people you gotta get into a zero percent tax break in retirement. Because moving forward in two thousand twenty six taxes go up and then beyond if David Walker's right and it does double, which it's gonna have to do something drastically, or they're gonna have to start cutting. And what do they cut? They gotta cut your benefits, meaning instead of getting two thousand a month, you get fifteen hundred a month. Yeah. And instead of taking that latest seventy, maybe you can push out to seventy five. Or you take someone like yourself or myself who are saving for retirement and they say, okay, you have X amount of dollars, so you have retirement and you're not gonna get your social security. We're gonna give it to somebody that didn't save or needs it, which to me, it seems like it's gonna be very feasible to do that because you see how everybody's so easy on tacking the 1% and tacking the people that have the money. So I think that's an easy play to say, well, if you have X amount of dollars, let's say a quarter million dollars in, in, in savings, and you don't get Social Security, or you get a fraction of it. Yeah. You know they're going to do something like that, so they got to cut benefits. And and one of the biggest things people don't understand too is not only Social Security, but these these pensions that the government has promised is 5.2 trillion in debt. So you have Social Security, it was 100 trillion. You have uh, these pensions that are 5.2 trillion that are unfunded, and what that means is there's no money yeah. sitting in a bank account to pay this. Yeah. You know we're we're borrowing from everywhere to do it. So the retirement crisis that no one is talking about in america is very real and it's right in front of us but nobody wants to tackle it right
1: there's so many things going on open southern border i mean the attack on the 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 police departments the da's that don't press uh press charges the cashless i mean there's so many things adding up today 85 percent of the people uh say that the country's going in the wrong direction uh but if you want to talk to mark hay uh 21st century financial reach out to our hotline 813-917-1894 we'll put you in touch with mark and he can come out and sit down with you and and do a comprehensive review of your retirement plan and what you got going uh mark hay 21st century financial 813-917-1894 consumerqb.com is the website we're going to take a quick break i'm going to have mark back on the second half here Uh, i want to ask him a little bit more about some of the digital assets too because uh, you know venmo some of these places online where people are keeping their money i think the government's going to come after that with their eighty seven thousand irs soldier uh, army coming after us soon on that venmo and these other places. So uh, stay with us more with Mark Hay on the other side of this break. We'll be right back here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com.
3: Thanks for listening to my daddy's show. Please make sure to send him all of your real estate deals and subscribe to the Consumer Quarterback Show podcast on iTunes and Spotify, or check out our YouTube channel. Have a blessed day.
0: To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-917-1894, online at ConsumerQB.com. Online at consumerqb.com.
1: All right, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, more with Mark Hay here in just a moment, 21st century financial, uh, local um, area business owner, financial expert, financial advisor here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. This segment's brought to you by the Golf Cart Depot, uh, formerly known as Golf Cart Depot. It's now Discovery Golf Cars. Check them out online. Uh, they've got Easy Go, Star EV, Cushman. Uh, they offer new and pre owned, you can rent or buy. And they also offer financial and uh, financing and mobile repair Uh, discoverygolfcars.com let them know the real estate quarterback sent you all right 2801 west patterson street in tampa beautiful property listing from the platinum mvp team at keller williams realty one of our hot listings here in tampa bay corner lot fenced in yard up updated and upgraded beautiful property three bedrooms two bath at 2801 west patterson street in tampa close to the uh, parks close to the bush gardens close to the zoo and no hoa great opportunity to own real estate right here in beautiful tampa bay you can see all of our listings at platinum Final and, you can't and we do have without. a lot of vacant land listings in case you want to buy some dirt. We got a lot of opportunities for uh, you know both in communities and outside of communities. We got acreage for sale. We've got thirty acres up in uh, Hudson available for sale. PlatinumMVPTeam.kw.com. All right, Mark Hay here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. We talked about tax brackets, and you know I, th- I think if you just ca- kind of take a step back here, the government's publishing numbers. Uh, Just like Fauci retiring now in December, like if you look at the way the government rolled out data around COVID and, you know, oh, don't take the uh, hydroxychloroquins, don't take the ivermectins. You know, it's really hard to trust the government is where I'm going. Uh, But if you look at this, I think consumers are really hurting right now. Uh, So we've got a report that shows an increase in total household debt in the second quarter of 2022, increasing by 312 billion, uh, 2% uh, to 16.15 trillion. Balances now stand $2 trillion higher than at the end of 2019 before the COVID-19 pandemic. So, uh, you know, you look at the mortgage debt, you look at the credit card debt, student loans, people are hurting. People are putting
2: uh, more charges on their credit cards just to get by, just to buy groceries and gas. Yeah, you know, and that's true. Uh, 60% of Americans right now are living paycheck to paycheck. And um, you mentioned the debt over $16 trillion, which is the highest it's ever been for household debt. And a lot of that is new mortgage. You know, A right. lot of people bought a lot of houses and Maybe went above what they really should have, you know, paid for a house. Yep, overspent. Um, overspent, and then with all this inflation, they're putting a lot of it on credit cards because they're paying a big mortgage, and then now they're getting their tax notices coming up, and the tax is going to be different than what they thought it was going to be. Right. You know, so it's 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 not good. But the credit card debt is is alarming to me, because we had the most um, new credit card applications taken in the last two months, um, and again that, that that debt continues to to, to climb thirteen percent. Uh, just last month alone was the credit card debt, which is the highest it's ever been in 20 years as far as a jump. Um, So people are living paycheck to paycheck. People are scared um, of kind of what's going to happen in the future. But, uh, you know, you meet with myself or someone in my uh, firm, we will find ways for you to save for retirement. And it doesn't need to be anything big. You can start small, but we will help you find uh, avenues and monies because a lot of times people don't realize where money is going or actually sat down and said, here's our expenditures. Here's what's coming in. Here's what I'm putting into my 401k, et cetera. Do they have a match? And so we, we, we certainly help you find the money, especially in times where 60% of living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. People people are looking
1: at you know hey how can I stretch the dollar I mean you see some of those other statistics come out I think the average family needed like six hundred and sixty seven uh, more dollars than the previous year over year I think it was just to just to have that money where is it coming from right so I think in November we're looking at a big red wave and and hopefully you know it comes into a position where we start doing things fiscally responsible again we start doing things that things that are going to actually help uh, the harder hardworking middle class you know that's who's getting hit right now you know the eighty seven thousand new IRS agents. Uh they, they talk about more audits and this and that. Yeah, we know it's coming after the middle class. And probably like they did with the Tea Party, more conservative people are going to start getting more audits as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that's like, so what we talk about. You gotta get yourself in a zero percent tax bracket. Eighty seven thousand armed IRS agents, which people always seem to leave out that that yeah. that one word is is scary. I'm not really sure why an IRS agent has to walk in with a, a firearm to talk up to me about paying taxes.
1: Yeah, and the ad said something about be prepared to use lethal force.
2: Yeah, which is insane. They're actually training the IRS in combat and, and, and shooting ranges. And, you know, it's just a little bit alarming. It is. But you look at the middle class and they're talking about anything over $600 in Venmo, we're going to audit and we're going to... It's And we talk about it all the time. Taxes have to go up. They have to find money. There is no more money to pay all these unfunded liabilities. So they're going to come after... You know, tax savings and retirement savings and income, and and, and no one's going to be left out when it comes to that. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, you look at the age group of like 55 to 65, uh, 50% of those people, or 48% to be exact, don't have any retirement saved. And they're late to pay the paycheck. So it's scary. It really is scary. But we're, we're here to help. We're here to help. Yeah, reach out to the hotline,
1: 813-917-1894. We'll put you in touch with Mark and his team, 813-917-1894, ConsumerQB.com. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, sir. All right, coming back, we got attorney Millia on the program, family law. Uh, going to talk about different situations with uh, her business on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Check us out online, ConsumerQB.com.
0: Hey, I'm Ken Shamrock, and you're here with Consumer Quarterback Show. And I say, Brandon Rimes, knock out your competition. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-917-1894. Online at ConsumerQB.com. And we're back.
1: Brandon Rimes here, Consumer Quarterback Show. Follow us online. We would love to connect with you on social at BrandonRimes1 on Instagram, Twitter, Gitter, and all the other social sites. You can find us online as well, Consumer Quarterback Show, helping you win in any marketplace. we love to help you, and we do that by interviewing all the best expert contributors. We're talking about attorneys, CPAs, financial advisors, home service providers, self-defense experts, and more on the Consumer Quarterback Show. You can find us online, ConsumerQB.com. Com. And before we jump back into this great content, we'll let you know about a couple of hot listings. We've got 507 South Prospect Avenue in Clearwater. This is a commercial property, two story building. We've got 15 offices, 15 rooms, two bathrooms, and it has a newer AC and roof right off of Gulf to Bay, close to downtown. 507 South Prospect Avenue in Clearwater, 2,600 plus square feet. Beautiful property, great commercial opportunity. And you can see all of our listings at Platinum MVP Team dot kw.com all right going to the phone lines here we got attorney millie Athanison back on the program millie how you doing today
4: oh doing great brandon thank you for having me
1: excellent my pleasure what do you want to talk about today
4: well i thought a lot of people I, i get asked all the time about child support and they want to know what composes or what comprises income in the state of florida um one of the favorite uh, questions i get asked all the time is well wait a minute you know um i only get bonuses every so often and we're not guaranteed the bonuses so Mm -hmm. um does that have to include or be included in my income or commissions or something like that and and actually yes it does so the the way that the Court looks at that is that if it's a regular source of income, whether it's guaranteed under the terms of your employment agreement or employment contract or not, it is presumed that if you're receiving them on somewhat of a regular basis, whether it be annual, semi-annual, monthly, or however the bonuses and commissions are paid, that that is income that you reasonably expect. So uh, the the downswing of that is like with, with COVID, I know a lot of places, not, not only do people lose jobs, but people weren't getting their bonuses and commissions or not able to earn them in, in the same way that they did prior to COVID. So there's been a lot of uh, actions out there to modify or downwardly modify child support based on people's salary considerations that have gone down during this whole pandemic. Um, but that is something that happens. So it's not just your salary or wages that is included in income. It would be any type of bonuses or commissions,
1: yeah. that yeah, and, that, and you find that too in the in the real estate industry with mortgages is sometimes uh, when people are getting commissions or they're getting those bonuses, it's not actually part of a salary. Uh, it causes confusion sometimes with the underwriting process. A lot of times people don't understand how to ca- properly calculate that or Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac may have different types of uh, processes where they're going to account for certain certain monies in a certain way. So uh, yeah, I can see how that gets confusing because when it comes to family law and these divorce situations paying child support doesn't it all boil down to your financial worksheet
4: absolutely Uh, so you everybody is required to prepare a financial affidavit and there's two types there's a short form for people that make uh, under 50,000, and then the uh, long-form one that is for people that make over the 50,000. But the, the courts just don't look, or the parties just don't look, at what people write on the financial affidavit. Because understand, you can write whatever you want on the financial affidavit. There has to be some type of documentation to support your affidavit that, you know, what you're making or what you're claiming to make in your affidavit is actually true. So we're going to look at, you know, obviously pay stubs. We're going to look at W-2s and 1099s. We're going to look at tax returns and things like that and bank statements because sometimes, you know, there's a lot of individual small business owners out there that, you know, run all of their expenses, personal and business, through their um you know, business account. So we're going to look at the business account to see what your income is versus you know what the expenses of the business are to to arrive at an, an actual monthly income though that sometimes it can get tricky but it's all about getting the, the documentation with and I I mean it's the same thing when you guys are trying to process loans and stuff I'm sure you guys have a lot of like small businesses or individually owned entities um, and you, you can't readily tell from uh, their profit and loss statement sometimes you have to look at the bank statements to determine what, what they're bringing in each month right?
1: Yeah and see where it flows how it flows if it's a you know, subchapter S, uh, you know, S-Corp, just the different ways that people are structuring these different entities, it, it can get confusing sometimes for, uh, you know, folks. And it's not the average uh, person that has just the W-2 and, and the, the wife also has a W-2. And now you guys right. easily can tell, you know, what the what the monthly income is for the, the couple uh, together. So uh, if you just joined us, we're talking with attorney Millie Athanison here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. And uh, Millie is an expert contributor uh, in the areas of law. You, you cover a few different areas in Law is that right, Millie?
4: Yes, yes, I do. Um, I do the plaintiffs personal injury. We do all aspects of family law, and we also do estate and probate work. So um, today, I was kind of focusing a little on the family law, and more specifically on the issue of uh, the child support, and you know what kinds of items are considered income. Um, They do look at business income. They also look at disability benefits. And I get asked that quite frequently is, well, why do I have to include disability benefits? And that's because the disability benefits are because of your inability to work at your pre-disability rate now that you're disabled. So it's kind of like an income replacement Type of, of matter, and also because this is for the support of your children. So that it takes precedence in the court side over anything else. If it's a question between, you know, you having food on your table or your children eating, the court's going to definitely look at the children. Now, they're not going to obviously leave the, uh, the, the paying party with nothing, but what I'm saying is that there, you know, disability benefit would be included. Um, other types of things that are included as income would be annuity income, uh, net rental income. So if you do have rental property, the rent, the net rental income that you get after payment of expenses uh, would be included as income. Royalty income, if you're um, a celebrity of sorts and you receive royalties from movies or books. Um, trust in estate, if you're receiving, let's say, you're the beneficiary of the trust and you get paid out so much money every month, the court's going to look at that as income. And I get asked a lot about that because they always say, well, I thought that, um, you, know, you know, trust in estate money was separate money, like it, my spouse can't touch it. And, and there's a difference between equitable distribution and payment of child support. So, for purposes of equitable distribution, no, as long as you didn't commingle the funds, you don't get half of of the inheritance of the other party that they received, let's say, from a parent. But if you're receiving a regular income from that, that income can be utilized for purposes of calculating child support.
1: Yeah, Um, yeah, and it's... I was going to ask you something too. Did Did you notice some of your folks that you were dealing with um, when uh, there was this this moratorium on foreclosures, and then also the the landlords were kind of handcuffed a little bit about um, you know receiving the rent monies from their tenants. Uh, What a tough situation for folks that, you know, operated a small business and that, that, you know, that is a part of a small business is, uh, you know, owning multiple rentals. If somebody owned three or four or five rentals and that was their income, uh, I guess they Mm -hmm. were kind of like, you know, the the phrase SOL during the pandemic, (laughs) right? I mean, what do you do?
4: Well, they could have obviously filed a supplemental petition for modification and, and people are going to say, well, you know, weren't the courthouses closed? Well, yes, they were closed. Um, for a period of time but the attorney's offices for the most part were open and what happens is if you file a, a supplemental petition to modify for a downward modification in child support and that petition is granted then it usually is retroactive up to the time of filing of the petition unless the court ruled otherwise so even if you filed it right at the outset of the the pandemic but it wasn't heard by the court system you know a year later if the petition was granted they will apply it uh, retroactive to the date of filing but yes a lot of people did and they were relying on their rental income and so when the pandemic came they're not getting the rental income so now they've obviously had a substantial change in circumstances
1: yeah yeah absolutely tough (laughs) tough situation for those folks you know and it's a catch-22 because you don't want to be the bad guy but but here you are that's that's how you pay your your bills and get and pay you know get your groceries and Uh, but the tenants are in the same position. So it's a government overreach that caused all of this, caused a lot of people to have uh, issues, lose their businesses, and I think that was part of their big plan anyways.
4: Yes, and then another big one that we have under income is overtime and tips because people will say, well, you know, the tips aren't guaranteed and the overtime isn't guaranteed. But, again, the court looks at it is that if you're receiving it with any type of consistency or regularity, They're going to consider that a normal part of your income um, in much the same way that the IRS would consider it. So um, it does count as income for purposes of calculating child support. And also, speaking of the pandemic, a lot of people were receiving unemployment benefits and unemployment, (laughs) unemployment benefits and even workers' compensation benefits. They are all includable as elements of income for determining child support.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Millie, I know you got your 833-ASK-MILLIE number. Is that right? 833-ASK-MILLIE?
4: Yes. It's ASK-MILLIE, M-I-L-L-Y. And my main line is 727-376-9100. And uh, we're located up in Trinity on State Road 54. And we also have an office in Spring Hill as well.
1: Awesome. Millie, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. And When you give her office a call, 833-ASK-MILLIE, let her know the real estate quarterback sent you. Take them up on those special offers, personal injury law, family and estate law, as well as uh, probate avoidance. Millie, thank you so much.
4: Thank you again. Take care. Have a good week.
1: My pleasure. You too. All right. Taking a quick break. Coming back into our final segment here, we got Jenny Restrepo, Insured Title Agency. We're going to talk about fraud, fraudulent uh, fake checks coming through. They're finding a lot of that fraud in their business Uh, title company here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Plus, feel good story of the day, teen raises $77,000 to build a veterans memorial.
0: We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Hey, this is Grant Cardone, and you've been listening to the phenomenal Brandon Rhymes, the Consumer Quarterback Show. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-917-1894. Online at ConsumerQB.com. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, Cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. All right, welcome back. Consumer Quarterback Show. Every day
1: we tell you something positive here in our feel-good segment, our feel-good story of the day.
0: Tell me something good.
1: All right, you got a teen that raises seventy-seven thousand dollars to build a veterans' memorial. Uh, you probably wouldn't recognize Dominic Classman if you saw him on the streets of his hometown in Olivia, Minnesota. Like most teens, he goes about his day trying to take care of his responsibilities while finding some moments to have some fun. Classman was only 15 when he went to a city council uh, meeting to say that he wanted to build a memorial, veterans' memorial in their community for his Eagle Scout project. He came organized that evening, offering architectural plans and a spot to use. He told the city council that his goals was to raise $12,000 for the project. After two years of fundraising efforts, the community backed him with $77,000 to complete the memorial. There you have it, a young man out of Minnesota building a uh, veterans memorial in his hometown. Feel good story of the day. All right, we're welcoming in Jenny Restrepo now, insured title agency. Hey, Jenny.
3: Hey, Brandon. How are you today?
1: I'm excellent. Thank you. And yourself?
3: Pretty good, thanks.
1: Awesome. Good to hear it. So you've been uh, experiencing a lot of fake checks and and fraud in in your industry?
3: Well, get this, not just in our industry, but in our company specifically. Wow. So we um, we bank with a large bank. I won't necessarily name that bank, but we bank with a very large bank because as a title company, one of our main roles in the transaction is to hold the money that's in escrow, so the money that's used to secure a contract when a buyer is buying a home. And then we act as the go-between between between lenders and sellers and buyers. So when the buyer is getting money from a lender and they're getting hundreds of thousands of dollars, we receive that money in and then we distribute it out to the seller and and minus out all the costs. And like that's one of the biggest roles that a title company plays. So at any given time, We have a lot of money in our account. Well, we had our bank giving us a call. We have it set up where we have to authorize any checks that are drawn on that specific account like Mm -hmm. ahead of time before it can be cashed. And a number of fake checks went out where it looks completely legit, the banking information is on there, it looks like a regular check that you would receive, the routing number, the account number is correct, but we never issued those checks, nor did our bank on our behalf. They were completely erroneous, they went to people that were not associated with any transaction that we were managing, but they were in the amounts of, one of them was like $50,000. Wow. And so luckily we had a lot of checks and balances in place, and so our account wasn't hit for any of those fake checks. But the recipients of those checks had been bamboozled. One recipient of a check said, oh, I won a contest on Facebook, and I was sent this check by the president of Facebook, which Hmm. is Mark Zuckerberg.
1: Hmm.
3: Interesting. And, you know, it sounds preposterous, but some people can be easily bamboozled by things that happen to you on the Internet. And we were assuming for these criminals, next step was if this person was able to cash this check, then this criminal was going to come back and say, oh, we sent you the wrong amount. Just send it back to us in gift cards or something like that, which has been a scam that's been going on for a while. So I bring this to the Consumer Quarterback Show because if you receive a check in the mail that you are not expecting, don't just go try to cash it. That's number one. If it seems too good to be true, like found money is not really a thing. Unfortunately, I would love someone to just send me a check. But... Oftentimes, if you are getting something that sounds too good to be true, like a publisher's clearinghouse type of situation, oh, we're going to give you this money, but then you have to give some of it back to us, Mm -hmm. oftentimes, this is a scam, this is a crime, you're getting messed up in something where eventually this person, this fraudster, is trying to get to your money. They weren't able to get to our money, but this was more than one check drawn on our account and sent to more than one recipient.
1: Yeah, and I think what they do is they actually open up a line of uh, communication electronically, and then by you depositing that check, then they can access it and then pull money out. I'm I'm not schooled in that or anything, but I think that's kind of how it works, the premise
3: of it. Well, luckily for the people involved in this scam, we had checks and balances in place, so none of those fake checks were ever cashed or cleared our account. So our company wasn't hit for any fake charges, and none of these recipients were able to get past that starting point. So if the end game was to be able to access their bank accounts, that wasn't able to happen, and they weren't able to deposit the money in their account and then have someone say, oh, just send this back to funds, because um, probably a couple of years ago, there was a scam going around, and it wasn't just our title company, but numerous title companies where Fake contracts for purchase were being put through escrow amounts. The contract would say $2,000, and they would wire $20,000. And then it was like, oh, wait, you sent us too much. We'll send it back to you. But then by the time it was all reserved, the original funds were insufficient, but the corrective wire had already been sent. And so some businesses were getting hit with these, um, escrow, oh, you know, quote unquote overages, which it was all part of the scam to begin with,
1: right? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, we're talking with Jenny Restrepo here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Uh, she is with Insured Title Agency here locally in Tampa Bay can help you with your real estate closings and any uh, questions you have around those uh, real estate transactions. And, uh, Jenny, we you know we had uh, Matthew Cox on the program a while back with Kevin and uh, talking about fraud come to mind. Uh, he was the FBI's top 10. He was also Secret Service, I believe, is number one on that list uh, for Most Wanted. Now, he was creating a lot of uh, title fraud through the, the use of uh, fraudulently uh, recording like satisfactions of mortgages, taking over people's wow. homes' title online. Uh, but that's another area for folks to be aware of.
3: Absolutely. And Matt Cox was operating in the early 2000s, but he, he's even said criminals have gotten smarter and records have gotten more electronic. And so title fraud is not just this. Ghost that doesn't exist. In fact, I think I spoke on the show uh, earlier that now we're seeing that they're targeting specifically properties that are not owner-occupied, so the mailing address and the physical address don't match. The property's right. not homesteaded, indicating that it's either a second property or there's an out-of-state owner. And we, re- we even received a purchase contract into Insured Title Agency for the sale of a home. And as it all shook out, the real owner lived in Texas, was not selling his home. And this was a fake alleged seller, and this would have been a title fraud uh, sale had it gone through. But we do our investigation. We were able to track down the correct and rightful owner. We were able to execute a cancellation of contract with the correct owner and refund the buyer an escrow deposit. And so the buyer was not out any money and the buyer didn't end up buying a property that was essentially stolen from its rightful owner.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a... And you got to be real careful out there, especially these days. And if you're putting together deals on your own for sell by owners, you know, sometimes they're still out there trying to sell properties, but you know, you've got to be really careful. There's a lot of challenges. And especially when it comes to uh, the inspection and appraisal process and negotiations, um, that's that's a point of contention in a lot of different deals. You got to be really careful about that. And the way the market's moving right now, it's still, a, you know, it's still a, a seller's market, but it is not quite as a hot of a seller's market that it was uh, six to eight months ago. So it's a changing dynamic. Uh, Jenny, we've got about a minute left. Back to you on uh, what, what are you seeing out there?
3: there? There's lots of things going on. And if you want to stay up to date on title things, title fraud and theft, check us out on all the socials. It's at Insured Title Agency. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whichever one that you do. I post the most up to date stories and news things. And it's a way to contact us directly as well if you have a question about your own individual situation.
1: Yeah, perfect. And stay in touch. And if you do have a closing and you want to close it on your own without a real estate agent, I'd recommend reaching out to Jenny and uh, having her you know, help you through the process. Sometimes people can get in touch with you there as well and reach Absolutely. out to the hotline. You know, the show hotline, also 813-917-1894. Just call or text, and we'll put you in touch with Jenny and her team. And uh, we heard from Mark Hay, 21st Century Financial, as well as attorney Amelia Thannison. Reach out at 813-917-1894. And uh, Jenny, thank you so much for joining us. And say hello to everybody over there for us. And keep an eye on those checks floating around out there.
3: Yes, I will. And hopefully I'll have something new and exciting to tell you next time.
1: Awesome. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you. All right. Follow us online at BrandonRhymes1 on Instagram, Twitter, at Consumer Quarterback Show on Facebook. Download the podcast in case you missed the show. Uh, You can take us with you anywhere on iTunes and Spotify. And thank you so much for joining into the program and reaching out and supporting the show and supporting our local area expert contributors. And uh, please go out there and consider committing a random act of kindness. We'll see you next time on the Consumer Quarterback Show, Consumer Cube.
0: You've been listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Whether it's real estate, consumer, or financial advice, let Brandon call your next play. Call Brandon Rhimes at 813-917-1894. That's 813-917-1894. Online at consumerQV.com and join us next time for the Consumer Quarterback Show.